Welcome to History Happened Everywhere, The Verdict, where our resident mentor and critic Paul Dursley takes a look at last week's episode and casts judgment upon us. Uh, so if you haven't heard last week, which was Austria, 1400 to 1500, art and culture, do go back and have a listen. Otherwise, there will be spoilers to come. Oh my God, Christ almighty. I've just knocked my headphones off. <laughs> Hey, Paul. Hello. Are you comfortable? Are you settled in your seat? Yes, I'm not sitting in the comfy chair today. Why is that? I think it made me too nice. I was too nice last week. <laughs> so okay. I'm on the spiked chair today. <laughs> it's New Year's Eve. Yes, so forgive me if there are fireworks in the background. Who's having fireworks? Who's having fun? I think it's 2020. Paul. Paul's bought some fireworks. <laughs> Is this your own display? Uh, no, a lot of the neighbours around here have their own fireworks. You should be out there with your little um, spinning jenny. What's the word? <laughs> <laughs> Catherine wheel? Catherine wheel, that's the word. <laughs> spinning jenny. <laughs> oh, it's the end of the year. We've made it through 2020, all three of us. I think we should get pats on the back just for that. All right, I'll take it. Um, what's your favourite firework? I'm going to say the... Um, Is it the one that goes... Or the one that goes... The, the latter of those two. The one that just whistles pointlessly is extremely irritating and <laughs> very popular with the ragtag youth of my, uh, my area. What about you, Paul? Do you prefer the... Or the... I like the ones that... <laughs> I like the ones that come in like a big cake and you light it and it sort of does everything for you. Oh, we bought some of those once and uh, because we essentially had a recreation of the Somme in our back garden. <laughs> there were people running, children crying. It was not a good moment in my life. Right. Let's do it. Let's get into the episode. Paul, mm. what did you think of episode 17, Austria? 1400 to 1500, and art and culture. It was all right. Yeah. High praise there from, <laughs> from our man. I thought so too, Paul. That's not true. So did, were you aware of the country of Austria beforehand, Paul? Uh, yes, funnily enough, I was. <laughs> have you been there? Yes, I have, a long while ago with my parents. Did you go to Vienna? No, uh, the Tyrol on Salzburg. Salzburg's a lovely city. Is it? Isn't that where Mozart came from? Uh, Just throwing in some history facts. That's good. That was yeah. real casual too. All yeah, casual well, that's like. right. Yeah, wasn't that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so what's your thoughts on Austria? Uh, full of Nazis? No. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's not lead with that. <laughs> let's warm up to it first. Yes, well, you did. They, I know, they I went straight in with Austria, Austria, the very first one. <laughs> Where would you have said that? <laughs> Probably Mozart. Am I the only one who thinks of Hitler? I thought you were going to say Arnold Schwarzenegger, if I'm honest. Really? I would have put money on you saying Schwarzenegger first. Yeah. You sounded really surprised when I, I said Hitler. I was blown away. And also disappointed in you in many ways. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when he first left Austria, he came to London, didn't he? And he used to live in Brixton. Schwarzenegger or Hitler? <laughs> <laughs> I've lost track. <laughs> well... Because I can't believe it of either of them. You know, the you know Hitler had a half-sister? 
whose, sur- no. whose surname was Hitler, and she lived in Liverpool. No. Tell us more. That's what a, happened to this That's lady? about as much as I know. Oh. Oh, man. It's like it's bad enough to have a name that you have to keep explaining and spelling to people, but basically they're going, oh, yeah, could you just fill your, fill your name in here? Yeah. Audrey Hitler. <laughs> so, I mean, you'd change your name, though, if your name was Hitler, right? You'd change it to something, I don't know, like Himmler or something. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> <it to> <laughs> yeah. I've gone with Goebbels. I think there really has a nice ring to it. <laughs> Not Hitler. <laughs> uh, yeah, Osama bin Laden came to London as well. Then he spent time. He's an Arsenal fan, Arsenal football club fan. Oh, well, was he? Explains everything. Yeah, I didn't know. I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't explain. Anything. I know he was at school with Dom Jolly. Dom Jolly, the British comedian. Mm, sort of comedian, yes. Uh, any any other mass murderers that came through London? Rasputin, did he ever did he murder anyone? He was in London Rasputin at some point. Wasn't a murderer? He well, that's why I'm asking. He's helped people. I don't know history. That's why we're doing this podcast. We <laughs> <laughs> haven't got to that one yet. Kaiser Wilhelm was in London a lot. Was he Austrian? German. Yeah. Uh, but his thing, grandmother was Queen Victoria. He comes over to see Granny. Well, the, the, the story was that when when she was on her deathbed, he came over and sort of barged in front of his uncle, Edward Seventh, and he was the one in whom in whom's arms she died. Was she close with him then? No. Or did he kill her? <laughs> he just wanted to be the one. <laughs> <laughs> wow, okay. Okay, so let's talk about uh, Austria. So you've been there, you're familiar with Austria. What about that time period? Not really about the time period. I I didn't even know it was uh, sort of Richard the First time. By the way, you got you had an error there. Oh, do tell. Oh. First of many, I think. You said Richard was king of Britain. He was king of England. Ah. I actually wanted to say that he was the king of the United Kingdom and I kept changing it to Britain Hedging my bets somewhat. It's clearly not hedging enough. <laughs> the United Kingdom never existed then, and Britain was just an island, and so it was England. Okay. Although I think Richard, Richard the First, Richard the Lionheart, was only ever in England for about six months. Yeah, he lived in France, wasn't he? he was born in France. Yes, French English, that famous county of France. <laughs> well, it's like the Marie Antoinette thing. That was that was a real surprise to me. Yeah, do you know? I had it in my head. I thought she was Polish, not Austrian. So. I did shout at the radio, and then actually, when your voice of the internet popped up, I had to mm. shut up. Yeah, she knows everything. Yeah, I don't like that you like and respect the voice of the internet more than us. <laughs> that, that seems unfair. A robotic voice. So you're not a you're not a medievalist, but uh, you I presume you know some things about it. Clearly, yes, um, I I know about sort of it was. Sort of quite early on in the history of the empire, wasn't it? The Holy Roman Empire, just mm. after the Frankish kingdom fragmented. Yeah, I really struggled to get a, a solid understanding of what the Holy Roman Empire really was, because it was kind of kingdoms, but not. it wasn't really an empire mm. like the empires are traditionally understood, for, as far as I can make out. Yeah, it was. it was sort of like an over... Well, it was an empire. It, it was a collection of... Of rulers, but it was elective, wasn't it? So 
all of... It seemed to be more like a sort of early EU than anything. Well, the church, ha- the church had like an overriding European power, right? It was the first... Yeah. Well, it was. Don't, don't forget, it wasn't just kingdoms. Kingdoms were the largest entities. You had smaller things as well, like principalities and duchies and archduchies, which is what yeah, Austri- which is what Austria was, yeah. um, and bishoprics, which was another one. Music. Let's get into the music. Yeah. Is the music too modern for you? Um, it's not. It certainly wasn't too modern. It was. Do you know they all sounded the same, basically? Medieval. Yeah, uh, they, they all sounded exactly the same. I liked the idea of Ryan being a minstrel. I can just see you in your green tights and your hat with bells on. <laughs> oh, you, can you see him now? Are you on a Zoom call? Yes, yeah, that is what he is wearing as we speak. And you're, you're a totally jolly persona. It's true, I am a very jolly person. I kind of want to see now Paul as a minstrel in the bar saying... Humbug. I'm going to do a song now. Humbug. <laughs> uh, no, I think I see Paul as being the trumpeter, welcoming me into the uh, into the castle. Oh yeah, I could see going that. on and on and on. Uh, no, was was that a real call from medieval times, or was it just a long call that you found? Yeah, this was from musical-life.net, which is a project where they were. The, not just the music, the instruments themselves, but the music was all from uh, music sheets, note music that they found relating to that period. So it was a genuine of that period. I can't say whether it was uh, entry into the city music. It was just a, some, an example of traffic <laughs> okay, music. Yeah, but I was going to say if that, if that was if that was what a minstrel guy, I hate to think what a lord would get. <laughs> You'd be there all weeks, camped out while the trumpet is still going. <laughs> yeah, I'm just on the chorus. I'll be back. Yeah. <laughs> I think when you were saying they all sound the same, that was the shawm and the pommer, which were quite similar instruments, uh, and the trumpet obviously added on top of that okay yeah so the the trumpet and the lute but the others really sounded similar even the hurdy-gurdy to me sounded especially the droning notes of it sounded like all of the other ones those notes at the end where the that that final string kicks in oh it's still i was listening back to the podcast and for the you know in prep for this episode and oh it just sends a shiver down my spine it's like nails on a chalkboard oh (laughs) So, so Paul, what's the deal with um, why is it that some instruments have this hort, this high cutting through kind of noise, um, whereas others are just quiet, plinky, only listen to it in a nice, quiet drawing room kind of sound? Yeah, you made a really good point about the um, doodle sack, the bagpipes in that last episode. Doodle sack, well remembered. Thanks. Well, how can you forget doodle sacks? <laughs> I, um, I, I think uh, all bagpipes should be called doodle sacks from now on. For sure. I think so. We, we can help them with their marketing. We need to revert back to <laughs> doodle sacks. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Pete made a point, which is that uh, they were loud enough that they could be heard over the battlefield, but that, that they might emit a certain tone or a certain volume that they would be useful on a battlefield. Yeah, they had a kind of register that would cut through other noises, such as people charging at you, Swords, trying to kill you. clanking and... Yeah, well, uh, instruments have a range, don't they? Generally... It, Generally, apart from, say, the piano, instruments have a very narrow a narrow range. 
And I guess if that frequency range matches the human voice, it would therefore get lost within the human voice. But if you had a frequency range that was below the human voice, which I guess would be the bass range, or above the human voice, which would be the halt range, then it would be picked out as different, as unusual. So you could actually hear it. And of course, the volume as well. As well. If you've got something belting out really loud, it sort of says, listen to me, listen to me. But also, if that's an unusual frequency or a different frequency to the human voice, then that's mm. probably why you why you would hear it. And a constant drone as well. Yeah, I, th- I think that noise, though, would be like a sine wave or something. So it is constantly changing. Because okay. it's, it's like... You know, if it's if it's exactly the same, which I I guess that is that 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 would be, it's quite easy for the brain to tune it out, isn't it? It's like if an annoying car alarm goes off and after fifteen minutes it's still going, you sort of tune it out, although it's still there. So yeah, I think that's true. Crying babies have that quality, don't they? That piercing quality that's uh, we've evolved to really respond to. Yeah. So I wonder if they tried taking uh, and playing babies on the battlefield. <laughs> Play the baby. Yeah. Aww. Retreat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Or sort of mocking, taunting noise towards the uh, opposition. Now there's a, a, a thought of this idea of people trying different instruments out on the battlefield. Some guy's there with a harpsichord going, nope, this is not working. No one is listening. <laughs> we should probably retreat now. No, nothing's yeah. going through. So what stands out to you, Paul, as being an instrument that you would quite happily listen to? Oh, to, what, of those? Yeah, of those ones. And I'm going to include yodeling. Um, do you know, really, the trumpet, I think. It has the most, it has the most chromic, uh, chromatic scale than the, other, than the others. It's, it's more modern, as it were. It uses, it uses the same intervals as we use now. Whereas some of the others sound a bit, um, and I don't mean this in a de- detrimental way, but they they sound a bit sort of Eastern or Middle Eastern sounds. They did. I think yeah. I, I pointed one out at one point and said it sounded sort of rough. And, and they they use different they use different scales to what is as currently used now. And again, the Romans also used a different scale. So if you hear Roman music, it is weird. Although I guess a lot of that would be assumed as i doubt it's like how do we know how the romans sounded well we don't right exactly um paul we spent quite a bit of time in uh where, where was St. Stephen's Cathedral. We were in Vienna. We were in Vienna. So we were in Vienna. Wiener. Or Wiener. We were in Wiener. Is that how you're supposed to pronounce it? Wiener, I think. As in Wiener Schnitzel. Oh, okay. All right. So we spent some time in Wiener. Um, What did you think of the monks? I actually quite like that plain chant uh, singing, although it can go on a bit. Hmm. Uh, it's deliberately monotonous, though, right? It's like a psalm. Uh, yes, 
I quite like the monotony, though. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> that does not shock me. That's what I look for in a in a gig. I want to hear monotony. <laughs> yeah. Do you think you could have been a good monk? Uh, what do you mean by good monk? Well, like, I think you know, I could, Benedictine I, monk. I think I could be one of those fat monks. Oh, really? But <laughs> uh, just sort of be like a jocular friar tuck type. Well, no, one, one of those uh, horrible fat monks who take doesn't doesn't follow the church at all and just does whatever he likes and taxes the poor to get all of the stuff for himself. So a corrupt monk. <laughs> we found the perfect job for Paul Dursley. This is amazing. Medieval corrupt monk. Yeah. <laughs> Occasionally teaching some of the younger kids of the village. Right, and brewing. And God, brewing. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> teach be, the kids or brew. There'd be novices to do that. Um, okay, so shall we... Um, I, I, I'm kind of interested to know where you are because I'm I feel like you've enjoyed this actually so far like you started off by giving me the impression that this was not your favorite episode but I actually feel like from just these few questions that you know what there was some some substance behind it that maybe might edge this higher up the grading than perhaps I was anticipating so why don't you tell us there were rather a lot of instruments that did sound the same though I was aiming for the monotony that you famously <laughs> enjoyed <laughs> <laughs> I'd have, I'd have liked, I'd have liked a bit more about some of the other arts of the time. You got a bit of architecture in there. Oh yes, I liked your flying buttresses sketch. Uh, <laughs> buttress, buttress, buttress. Oh, we had so much fun making that; it was ridiculous. Um, um, yeah, that's true. But what, why am I immediately thinking of a director general of the UN? Ah, oh, Boutros, oh, Boutros, Boutros, Garley. <laughs> Buttress, buttress, garlic. So, yeah, do you know what? I'm kind of with you, actually, Paul. I thought there was going to be more art and culture around this period of time. I thought, and we both did, actually, to be fair, when you, when the Dursleyer brought those three subjects up, Austria, 1400, 1500, and art and culture, we were both looked at each other like, all right, that's kind of straightforward. There's bound to be Mozarts and people coming up with, you know, so, and it tended not to be the case. Yeah, seems. I struggled. I, it was my intention going into it to focus more on the visual arts, funnily enough. I was thinking painting. There must mm. have been some, I, I some suppose opera think, houses or something. Thinking about it, though, uh, uh, you sort of think about that time. It would, it was Italy and Holland, wasn't it? They were the sort of the main areas of painting at the time. And yeah, Austria so, struggled a bit from having it was quite unstable in this period, so I think it didn't really get a chance to settle down and flourish. Well, yeah, I, I think that's the thing, isn't it, about a sort of the empire, uh, the Holy Roman Empire at the time. It was all, it was all very bitty, and it took really quite large states, i.e., like the the, the Netherlands, as was, um, and sort of the papal states, uh, or is it the Kingdom of Two Sicilies, those uh, and the Duchy of Florence, uh, sort of those countries that have been quite stable for a long while. And I guess they had lots of patronage. Their rulers were quite wealthy, so they could get all, get all the people in. It does seem to make that difference. And you're right to sort of call out that Italy around that period, and perhaps you would have had more luck identifying individuals, perhaps. Yes, because I, th I, th I think it's sort of... 
you had you got Austria right at the very start, wasn't it? it so sort of the Habsburgs came in at about mm. fourteen fifty, and that's when they started consolidating it. And as as Pete said, you know they lasted up until the end of the First World War. Mor- Just good going. So what what do you think? Because Ryan asked the question. Normally, with these sort of dynasties, you find it works for a couple of generations, maybe, and then you get to the profligate child who just wrecks it. <laughs> Why didn't that happen with the Habsburgs? I think it did, but it happened mainly with the Spanish Habsburgs because they split, and there were the sort of the Spanish Habsburgs and the Austrian Habsburgs. Uh, the Spanish Habsburgs were notoriously inbred, and so oh, they wow. they threw up quite a few unusual characters to say the least especially around that time like i just and i would have expected more dynasties to fall through loser children <laughs> <laughs> through kids that just gamble the money gamble the land away or just drink it all away or don't well I, I think most of those countries had primogeniture so it all went to one son and so if that was a bad son that was it We had a lot of interesting nicknames at this time from yes. relating to this. So Leopold the Illustrious and mm. uh, I forget the name, the quarrelsome chap. Yeah, the bald. The Fred, bald Fred and the, the German. <laughs> yeah. So what, Paul the what? That's the question I would ask. The Dursley. Paul the Dursley. <laughs> <laughs> Paul the... You can't give yourself a name. No, That's this is for us. Okay, this is for okay. me and Ryan to decide So for you. you've got to come up with a name for us two. Okay. Um, I, I would say... Peach the glib. Mm. Weirdly, I like That's that. Great. <laughs> Peach the glib. And Ryan <laughs> the jolly. Oh, I love that. Oh, that's good. That's great. Those are good names. Right? I'm going to go with Paul the scrutinising. <laughs> Scrutiniser. <laughs> Scrutiniser. And I will go with Paul the avuncular. The I avuncular. <laughs> I uh, I have no brothers or sisters, so that can't happen. Why? Well, avuncular thought, means uncle. I thought it was uncle-like. Yeah, so like friendly and round. That's <laughs> <laughs> definitely that. helping, right? <laughs> I didn't mean that. It's so, sort of, though, some English kings had it, didn't they? So we had Richard the Lionheart was who you mentioned. So I see, I've seen him uh, written as Richard the Lionhearted, not right, Richard the Lionheart. That that's a more modern version of his name. That he was actually the Lionhearted. Well, it was Coeur de Lion, wasn't it? Heart of the Lion. Heart of the Lion. The Lionhearted. Well, like William the Conqueror and his alternate uh, title, which is William the Bastard. Yes, and I I always like was it John who was called no not jo- not yeah John was called John Lackland. Because he was the fourth son and wasn't expected to bring any land to the throne. Uh, oh, God. So he lacked land. Yeah, and his father <laughs> was called Henry Kurtmantle, Henry II. And Kurtmantle means short cloak, because it's, it seems he'd made a fashion statement by wearing a short cloak. Do you ever have a nickname as a child, Paul? Cognomen, I believe, is the correct name. 
I thought that was your middle name. <laughs> All the kids call me Paul Cognomen. <laughs> if you if you think I'm going to tell you what the nick my nickname was at school, you have no, another I, think I, coming. I would neither. We'll just leave that to the internet to decide. Yeah, you tell us what <laughs> what our nickname should be. Hogpodcast at gmail.com. Send them in. Oh no. What Ryan the tremendous. Ryan the amazing. Where are we at, Paul? What's uh, what's Pete? What's your grade for this week? Paul? I would have liked a bit more about other things apart from the music, even though it was admittedly, even though it was it was difficult to find. I can't give it an A. I think good. I mean, yeah, I understand. <laughs> I mean, not good, but okay, understood. Well, I, I can't give it anything that starts with an A. So, or a B. Give it a C. It's don't be influenced by the peanut gallery over here. <laughs> I think it's a B plus. Ooh, that's more than I was expecting. That's I'll take that. Way I'll embrace more, that. That's way great. more than you were expecting. Excellent. Checks in the post, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Paul the Bort. <laughs> what did he say earlier? He's going to be a corrupt monk that's wandering around. <laughs> so there we are. You got a B plus. I'm very pleased with that. I must say, I'm, I'm going to add that to the um, to the spreadsheet. Uh, B plus. B what plus. Up, Pete? That's good. I'm no, very that's happy that's really good. It's a solid solid grade, isn't it? I I, I think I might renormalise the scores from next from next week. Yeah, week. perfect. Oh, I'm, not, I'm going to get graded down. There we go. You've loved that. I haven't even done it yet, and I'm getting graded down. Uh, Vaduz is the capital of Liechtenstein, and it has the same national anthem as us, or the same tune, anyway. Do you want to just do the episode or are you... <laughs> just put it in. Put it in now. I'm just going to edit that in. <laughs> Source, Paul Dursley. Because there wasn't, wasn't there a football a match quote. where England played... Um... Stop talking! <laughs> do not grading my episode yet! <laughs> oh, dear. Right. Okay, sorry. I'll keep, I'll keep it quiet. <laughs> so this has been History Happened Everywhere The Verdict with Paul the Bort or Paul the Generous Paul the Munificent if you will uh, Ryan the Excellent and me Pete the Also here <laughs> Pete the Also ran <laughs> and if you've got any questions that you want to come back to us uh, that's me Pete or Paul on you can contact us at hhepodcast at gmail.com or through social media at H-H-E podcast on Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook. Reddit. All of those pointless things. LinkedIn, all of those pointless <laughs> things. The pointless things. <laughs> Do talk to us on the pointless things. <laughs> all right. Thanks, everyone. You've been listening to... History Happened Everywhere. The Verdict.
Yeah, because there, there was there was a couple of things I should have got in. Like last week, mm. you missed out two monarchs. You went straight from Henry the Seventh to Elizabeth the First, and you did mention by way of Mary, but you forgot Edward the Sixth and Jane Grey. To which I reply, never mind the monarchs. Yeah, the famous Sex Pistols album, yeah. which Paul is doubtless familiar with. <laughs> yes, yes, from I your... am actually very familiar. From your punk stage. My next door neighbour used to be a, a very early punk in 1976. I didn't even exist then, Paul. I was four. Jesus. <laughs> I was I was eight, nine. Are you really that much uh, older than Pete? Only four or five years. How old? How much older than Pete? Do you think? Did you think I am? Twenty years. <laughs> Thirty. <laughs> Just in, in the way that you hold yourself with esteem, whereas Pete holds himself with zero esteem. Casual disregard, if anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>